screedle deedle, a doodly dee, a screedle deedly doo. Second episode, I think there's an episode. I think it was Zoe Saldana. Who? That um, she says is like I need to watch. Yeah, I've tried to watch the first episode where what's his nuts is a, a comedian. Comedian, yeah. And there's about enough plot there for a half hour episode, which is. I and then we got into 45 minutes, and I went, "Why are we still doing this?" And I stopped. Um, but I hear good things. I hear I hear kind of iffy things yeah. actually. Yeah, that's what I hear too. Right. Um, do we introduce the show? We should do a you show. Don't you don't do that do anymore. Yeah. I've noticed you guys just start talking. Well, we start talking, and then eventually we'll go. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen yeah. out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo, and I'm the Bat Tribble. With us this week is Brandon. Yay! It's Brandon. Hi. Hola. Hi. Ciao. Um, uh, so anyway, we're here to talk about comics. What are we here to talk about? Why are we talking comics. about you don't read comics, when? I read uh, comics. I don't read Marvel and DC. God damn it. I read comics. I just read a re- I just reread a great comic book that I, I fell in love with all over again. The Fix. Oh my God, it's so good. Nick Spencer. I haven't uh, finished it yet. Steve. Yeah, I've, I have the second and third trades and I realize... Um, I bought them to go for my vacation last year, and then I was going to save them because my vacation got pushed back to this year. Uh-huh. But then I was like, I worked out a deal with my my lady that I can only bring a set amount of comics with sure, me yeah, yeah. on a cruise, so the fix didn't make the cut. Uh-huh. So now I'm rereading the first trade so that I can read the second and third. Yeah, uh, if you like the fix, though. Leonard, I would also recommend he did the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, which was a nice little mini series that ex- is feels exactly like the Fix, but using the C-list and D-list Spider-Man villains. So, because I I saw that, so that book is more of a, a comedy. Oh yeah, oh it's great. Okay. Yeah, that's when the Fix came out. I want to say that Superior Foes of Spider-Man was first, and then yes, the Fix came out, and I was like, oh my god, this is just like that. But with different characters, it's the same aesthetic, same comedy bits—not bits, but like same. What's the word I want to say? Um, well, well, it's I very similar. You. Okay. Do you remember who did the art on that run? Uh, not Michael Lark, but someone similar to Michael Lark. No, not on the fix, because that's Steve Lieber. Oh, Lieber, yeah, yeah. Lieber. Who I would say is similar to L- Michael Lark. Michael Lark, but yeah, who yeah. who did the art on Superior Sp- Foes of Spider Man? I want to say it was the same guy. Oh, really? Oh, oh, so that's interesting. Um, Steve Lieber. Oh, I didn't know Lieber. Yeah, it's the same team. Spider-Man. Oh, so now that makes it interesting to me. Yeah. And they got a nice little, I think, hardcover collection of all of it in one little book. Like how many? Is it like six? Um, issues? That's uh, usually how many a trade is, right? Ongoing published series. Issues 17. 17 Wait, issues. Of what? Superior, superior Foes of Spider-Man. Oh, because that's not ongoing. It, no, it was. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. It was an ongoing comic book oh, series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't a mini is what, what they're saying. So anyway, yeah, if you like uh, Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber. Would you not also recommend Amazing Spider-Man? I do. It's not the same. Okay. I it's haven't not, read. I, I would not say, I wouldn't go, hey, if you like The Fix, read Amazing Spider-Man. Hmm. Uh, that's a one-to-one comparison with The Fix and Superior Foes. Amazing Spider-Man is, is just classic, fun Spider-Man stuff with a little bit of... Um, Nick Spencer, Nick Spencer humor. humor to it, yeah. Okay. Because so. I'm looking for, because I told you, I don't know if we said it on the show before, that I recently bought the Superior Spider-Man. Ah! Um, so good. Yeah, and I just got both big, thick compilations. Mm-hmm. The Complete, uh, it's like a soft cover, yeah. but it's called The Complete. Yeah. But there's two volumes. And there's two volumes. Yeah, up. and then there's also the Companion to go along with it. Okay, I'm not getting that. I'm just telling you. Okay. Wouldn't that have Superior Foes? Or no? No. Oh. Then we'll, hmm. So, you know, he, there were other ones like The Avenging Spider-Man. There were right. other ones where it was like Superior Spider-Man, you know, Doc Ock was involved in other books mm-hmm. as, as opposed to just his main title. Right. So I think those collected those of like, oh, here's Spider-Man appearances that were actually Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, so that's what the companion book yes. is. Yeah, no, won't be getting those. But um, yeah, so I was looking for. I got those. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for. Okay, one more because it was very lonely on my bookshelf because I don't have a lot of Spider Man on my mm-hmm. bookshelf. So I was like, I got that. I got Miles Morales first. So I was looking for one more Spider Man. That. There. Are you asking for a recommendation, or are you going somewhere with this? Well, I, so that's why Superior Foes. Oh, would be the perfect be, one. Would be Great. the one because if you need one more, I would also say Mark Miller's Marvel Knights Spider Man was really good too, and that was about a twelve issue run, I want to say. Yeah. But it's out of print right now. Yeah, I'm not going there. Did okay. you? Is Ultimate Spider Man on there? Like Peter? Peter Ultimate Spider Man? No. No, and I know that was good because that was him and Mark Bagley. Yeah, and they did like a hundred and twenty issue run and mm. stuff like that. But Bagley's art doesn't grip me. Interesting. Uh, same. Sometimes same. Sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And um and I and I and I'm and I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, I got Ben. I got a, I got enough Bendis on my bookshelf, so I'm cool. So something momentous just happened off air while we were paused to help a customer, and that is after. I don't even months and months and months, if not years, of Brandon trying to get Len to read Gwenpool. <laughs> Gwen, Len is going to buy Volume One of the Unbelievable Gwenpool, and he's going to check it out. Yes, I am, and it will re- report back to us. I will. I will report back. I, I will have to say, I, I'm. I flipped through the first trade. It looks very charming, um, and it it pulled me in. So I'm going to. Give it a go. Give Gwenpool a go. Well, we got letters, Len. We got letters? Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. All right. I closed my phone, picking it up to read the email. <laughs> so here we go. Punching it. Here we go. So from Anthony Drago. Ooh. He says, regarding your best moments from Endgame discussion, some smaller ones were Pepper telling Tony... We'll be fine. You can rest now. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. And one small moment that no one mentions is a callback to Civil War. At the end of the fight with Spider-Man, Cap says, You got heart, kid. Where are you from? Peter says, Queens. Steve grins and replies, Brooklyn. In Endgame's final battle, Cap throws the hammer for Peter and yells, Hey, Queens, heads up. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught it, too. It was great. I did caught that, um, yeah. Uh, now, this might mean more to me, given that I grew up in one of the outer boroughs. Maybe these lines don't land if you are unfamiliar with New York. No, I mean, I definitely got it. I knew that. Yeah. I knew why he called them queens. Uh, but in a movie rife with amazing moments. And callbacks. That was, and callbacks. Yeah, it's hard to name and appreciate all of them in one episode. J.D., I also thought Carol's line to Peter was delivered perfectly. Hey, Peter Parker. It made Brie Larson's portrayal of Carol even better. One thing I think was missing was a scene where Thor calls Tony and Steve his brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. This could have worked when the trio is standing on the ridge looking out over Thanos. It could have been a poignant moment. Thor has literally lost everything. His family, his friends, the Warrior Three... Warriors 3, and his home. Thor referring to him as brothers would be an acknowledgement that he has another family. What do you think? Would this have been earned? Thanks, guys. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Anthony, uh, 100%. I agree with that 100%. The, what, the last the, part the about Thor the Thor brother? brothers thing. Like I, I do think that Thor, so much so, I don't think that he even has to say it out loud. I do think he considers them his family, the the top top Avengers, right? I wonder, though. I mean, I I think that would definitely make sense. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, when you think about it, how much has Thor interacted with them, I think? Like, I wonder. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about, like, he wasn't in Civil War. And, like, they didn't, like, interact as much. I I don't know. It felt to me like they had less of an interaction before. I was going to say the same thing. I have a question regarding that, though. In my headcanon, right... There are the movies that have taken place and all the times where the Avengers have um, come together. Do you think that that's the only time they've come together? Or in your head, are there have these characters spent more time with each other than we've seen? I don't. Uh, I think that in the movies, especially in regards to Thor, that may be all the time that they spent together. You think the the Earthbound people probably not, mm-hmm. but. The, with Thor, yes, because you got to remember, Thor 
leaves with Loki. Yeah. And then he pretty much is off doing his thing, you know, with mm-hmm. on Asgard. And then the next time you see him, it's he's in you know Ragnarok. Yeah. Um. So, I think Thor, it's it's see, you could me- argue hasn't really spent the time. If anything, he spent more time with the Hulk. Which is why they sent the Hulk to get him. Like I feel like right. that that's a sign of like who is Thor closest to? They sent the Hulk to get him. I see what you're saying. But do you not think that there is time? And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing a step here. But isn't there time between Avengers? Because I know, yeah, in the first Thor, he takes Loki away. Or the first Avengers. Avengers. The first Avengers, he takes Loki away. And then the Rainbow Bridge is busted. But then there's the Dark World happens. And he's able to come back to Earth. And after that, I think it's a little bit more well, casual. He's in, he's in Avengers too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they spent some time. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't have balked at him calling them brothers. Right. But I don't miss it. Right. Because I think an argument can be made that maybe it's, to his point, maybe not earned Mm. yet. Gotcha. I mean, as far as also with the Thor thing, there's like, he doesn't, like you said, because I was thinking like Guardians of the Galaxy too. Like he'll go off with them. And I feel like he's more of a worldly worldly traveler. I wouldn't necessarily consider him. Kind of like Captain Marvel. Right. But a little less than that, because he, so, he has more of a a stake in the earth than she right. does. Well, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But um, like I said, I don't. I I ultimately don't miss it. But it's you know it's a, it's a fair point. Right. I think it would have been a nice moment. Yeah. Now that now that it's occurred to me via Anthony Drago, I'm like that would have been nice. It would have been nice. But like again, I don't. I'm cool with it not being there. So mm-hmm. one of those things like, yeah, you know. Um, didn't he have something else in his email? No. Anthony? He was saying moments he liked. Oh, he was talking to moments. Hey, like. Peter Parker. He liked that. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Queens. I did th- the Queens thing I did think was cool. I, yeah. I did like that. I'm surprised, though, at how much how many people seem that Hey, Peter Parker resonated with him. I, I thought it was cool, but it didn't, like... Pop me. It has stuck with me since I've seen it. I know. You said. I can still picture her saying it. I can still hear it. In, uh, there's just something about that one line. I also think that, and now this might be a little controversial. Oh, but, no. <laughs> um, I think uh, Captain Marvel has had less um, personable moments yes. than some other heroes. No, you're so I right. think that's why that stands out more is that like this that's is her, a, a, a moment of levity from her. Where there isn't a lot usually. That is, and and in fact, I would say that is where I want to see the character going more in the right. future. Because um, I wouldn't say it's controversial to say that at all. I think that is exactly how that character is written. Um, in her movie, she has been brainwashed for five years, kidnapped. Um, she's in a different space, and she's been brainwashed to not show emotion. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really come into her powers until she's able to let go. And engage with those emotions, right? And that's right. sort of like her Coming impetus out. at the end there. Yeah. So the fact that she shows up and she's got a little bit, a little bit more sass to her, um, maybe I think that sounds pretty good. Why, why it resonated so well with people, and I want to see more of it in the future. And I think we will, because I think yeah. now she's at a comfort level with her powers. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I don't think Captain Marvel two will be. Well, I'm pretty sure it won't be like another, you know, set. period piece. Period piece. Unless they're going. I mean, she was gone for what? Eight, yeah, but there's no ten. stakes in that. You know, yeah. You know. So, um, like, quiet is kept. As much as I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984, there's a part of me that's like, well, we know she's here in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, like, also, how many, how much, how high can the stakes be? Right. I was just going to say it doesn't really make sense because she implied that she, like, kind of stopped. She w- wasn't active. From that first movie to Justice League, mm. but now I think about it, I guess it, it's possible that she was. But she could have been active and not been out in the public, right? But it, to yeah, me, it I, seemed I, like it, she didn't want to be active. Well, we don't know whether she's right. drawn into something. You know? Yeah, I would accept that answer. She's not publicly active, but got sucked into something right. on the on the DL. Um, we have another email from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Yeah, I got that one. I'll read it. Why don't you read it, Len? Oh, I shall. The subject line is Batman Burning Bright. (gasps) Hey, guys. Hi. 
I'm a huge fan of the Twilight movies and books. Frankly, I think the movies did a better job adapting this series of books versus the Harry Potter books to movies, which drive me insane with yeah. how bad a job they did. How do you feel about that, uh, Brandon? I have to go. I've become distressed. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, let me answer that for you, why it was easier to adapt um, Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. is because there is 2%... <laughs> The story and plot of a Harry Potter book exactly. in a Twilight novel. There right. is plenty of room to put everything that happens in the Twilight books on screen and then have a, a couple of minutes extra, you yeah, know, exactly. just like silence. Exactly. Um, didn't the Twilight movies, weren't they originally, like the books, originally fan fiction? No. No, that's Fifty Shades of Grey was fan of fiction of Twilight. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. It still tickles me. And it's all garbage. Um, Continuing. He continues. I really have no opinion on Robert Pattinson playing Batman, though. I hated Christian Bale, though. Thought he was the worst thing about that series of movies. I would have liked to see a young Adrian Brody in the role. But that's just based on his role in the Predator movies. Excuse me. No, Predators. In the Predators movies. Excuse me. If you're basing... Your Adrian Brody acumen on the Predators movie, <laughs> then, bruh, I have to question your casting choices because he was woefully miscast mm. in the Predators movie. Um, and while I don't mind Adrian Brody, I don't need to see that long chin <laughs> and, sti- nose. and nose sticking out of a cow mm. at. T-tall. I'll tell you what, he looks like physically. Brian Boland's version of the Joker. Yeah. You I put some white fit makeup mm-hmm. on him, he looks like the Brian Boland Joker. Not so much a Batman. Not not a Batman at all. And I disagree that Bale was the worst Yeah, things. what's the problem with Bale? Other than like voice. his voice got more cartoonish as the series went on. Yes. But in the beginning, I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he I thought he was excellent in Batman Begins. Yeah. I think in I actually think he's good in the Dark Knight. Yeah. It's just that Heath Ledger is so acting. He's acting uh, circles around everybody in that movie and everybody. But I mean, I think he's good. In, good in that. He's just as good as everybody else in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, for what it was, Dark Knight Rises is you know he's okay. He's he was acting to the material. Yeah, I think the, the material writing, was bad. Yeah, the material was. I still to this day, I, I walked out of Batman. I'm sorry, The Dark Knight, going, don't make any more. Just stop it here. We're done. We don't need any more Nolan Batman movies. Maybe they'll just stop. And then they did three, and I went, nope, they should have stopped. Yeah. Especially since there was enough movie in The Dark Knight for Mm -hmm. three movies. Anyway, Christopher continues. As far as Game of Thrones, I loved it. My girl Arya, since I've rooted for since the beginning, came through unscathed. The show's biggest problem was surpassing the books. But they're really with no way to avoid that thanks to George R.R. Martin. I enjoyed Brightburn. It was definitely a heavy-handed evil Superman movie, but I enjoyed it. It reminded me of the one issue of The Cape I read. I never read Irredeemable. Boilers. I was happy that he survived the movie. Sometimes we don't get happy endings. Sometimes the bad guys win. I'm also hoping that scene with Michael Rooker as the amateur Glenn Beck is more than just an Easter egg and that we actually get an expanded universe of evil versions of heroes. Chris, St. Saucy, Sweet Dreams. Yeah. Brightburn. Brightburn. We also saw Brightburn. Yes. Yes, we did. So uh, let's talk about it. Which is definitely a what if Yes. Superman tale. Which is what I wanted. Which is exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Uh, I I actually, one of the things that I, I kind of enjoyed that I knew that if if a certain triple mm-hmm. of oh. super nature was sitting next to me would be pissed about mm-hmm. is that there's a little, le- I mean, the story is definitely what if Superman, but there's definitely a visual lean to it in that the character Brandon, who is basically the Clark Kent of this story, is almost always dressed in blues and reds. I didn't even notice that. They yeah. uh, they Smallville'd him. Yes. I didn't realize. 
Interesting. Oh. <laughs> so has 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 Randy seen this movie? Not at all. He, he's, he's not. He has no interest in seeing it. How do you have no, anyway? All right. So, like, how do you love Superman and then not want to see the evil Superman movie? Like, if they made an evil Spider-Man movie, I better believe I'm going to go see it. I know a lot of people um, just don't want to see like an evil version. Like, some people really hate the Injustice universe because they really like Superman and they don't like seeing him yeah. that way. It it also just seems like. I don't want to make the Zack Snyder comparison, but it's just like, oh, we only went slightly darker than Zack Snyder. <laughs> right. Than Man of Steel. Um, all right. So I was very excited for this movie. I was mm. stoked about it. As soon as we saw it, I was like, oh, shit, we're getting a what if Man of Steel. All right. I'm into this. And um, Great trailer. Great trailer. Super spooky. And um, I like the cast. I liked everybody involved with it. Elizabeth um, Banks is the... Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, the boyfriend from The Office? I never know that guy's name. Oh, is that who he is? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't... I think Brandon's pulling him up, pulling up the cast. David Denham. Yeah. David Denham. Okay. De oh, David Denman. David yeah. Denman. And they're both great in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they're both excellent. So, um... And this was produced by James Gunn. Yes, which that gave me... Gave me hope. Well, from a story written by, I think, either his brother or his cousins. They're both guns. They're, mm -hmm. they're There's a lot of guns involved. Right. So, um, my takeaway of the movie is, we're going to, obviously, since uh, Chris... Chris spoiled it. Already spoiled it. So, we're going we're gonna to spoil it even more. I would say that I walked out of that theater going, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was, mm -hmm. it was fun. I ate my popcorn. I drank my drink. I enjoyed watching it, um, but on a on a broader level, for me, knowing that we have ten plus years of groundbreaking superhero movies, and we've seen all of the superhero things done to death, I wanted this horror version of a Superman movie to take it further than it did. I think that. Have you read any? evil superman stories like mm -hmm. the cape or injustice the mighty injustice etc you've seen everything that's in this movie already okay and i kind of wanted more but then i go well all right most of the world hasn't read these things that's so to right. them it's going to be revelatory yeah right. so then i go okay great fine this is all inner monologue <laughs> dialoguing with myself okay so fine but in the next one since he's alive I really want them to do some innovation. Okay. What did you think? I loved it. Great. I really enjoyed it. I went in knowing um, what your you came around to mm -hmm. that most people have not read Irredeemable. Yeah. They haven't seen the evil Superman. Um, and I think by not only evoking the story, but even even invoking some of the. Um, the imagery mm -hmm. that you've seen in previous Superman movies into this film was just letting you know, like giving you a little bit of comfort food with spoon mm -hmm. feed, like, oh, it's a good place. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but then we're going to take it left. Yeah. And then when they take it left, I like that they do not, they take their foot off the brakes. Yo. Yo. That, the, the gore yeah. in this movie was, while there wasn't a lot of it, what was there was mm -hmm. visceral, visceral, and hit you, yeah. like, and you didn't expect because you almost because it is, it's a horror movie, mm -hmm. and even though you go into it knowing that it's rated R, but because it is so much the quote unquote Superman movie, mm -hmm. you're waiting for the punch to be pulled back, yeah, and no, it does not. So that when the punch smacks you in the jaw, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. jaw reacts accordingly. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, oh man. Because <laughs> I, I can was, still see it. I know. I I've can been seeing it for a week, dog. Yeah, I'm like, yo. Disturbingly is, uh, uh, graphic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, but, I, but I didn't mind because, like, yo, if you're going to go for it, Let's go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a good point. I th had it been like a PG 13 movie, I'd have been like, get the f what? Right. Why are, why are we even here? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, but I, what I also liked was that the storytelling of it to me made sense. Like these weren't, these weren't 
like like the whole idea is that you know he's 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 called to be evil because of his more or less quote unquote where he came from yeah you don't know where he came from you know um but you know he came from another planet but outside of that his upbringing on earth these parents might as well have been the Kents. Yeah. They were raising him. They were a loving family, mm-hmm. r- raising him with love and support. You know, um, he was a little picked on, but they were trying to help him, mm-hmm. you know, build him up a little bit. Uh, his father had an interesting story, you know, like he was kind, he was kind of a hunter, but, you know, I don't want you to know, like, you don't need guns right yeah, now. Yeah. You're too young. I mean, I've. Everything of it was was cool. I love the storytelling. Even when he turns evil, there was there was an incredulousness about them. They was like, "No, not our son." Yeah. But then they had to work their way around. But wait a minute, he's not our son, really. Yeah. I mean, I just I liked everything about it. I uh, I found it predictable, but again, true. that may be just because of what I know. My background. I mean, and it is a horror movie. It's yeah. a horror movie. There's certain, you know, it's got to be certain levels of kills. Now, what I wasn't sure they were going to do was you had said when he turned evil, and he literally turns evil. It, like, I think that spaceship flips a switch in his brain. Exactly. I think he was one kid and he was Superman. He was on his, you know, path to maybe becoming a Superman. But because the alien race that sent him here. Had pre- it seemed like they had previously done mm-hmm. some brainwashing. There's some sort of ability they have to manipulate you mm-hmm. mentally. Um, yeah, I, I like that the ship just whoop. Now you're bad. Take the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because and because when you think about the the whole deal of Superman, everybody talks about how he turns into Superman because of his upbringing from the Kents. Sure. Yeah. But he does at some point embrace his Kryptonian side, mm-hmm. and. It's only because his Kryptonian parents were Jor-El and Lara, and they basically were were the Kents on Krypton, that he's still altruistic. Yeah. Who's to say if Jor-El and Lara were Jor-El and Lara Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> that a, a switch might, you know, you know, Kryptonite might have made him like, mm, kill Whitey. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't, you don't know. Yeah. You know, so uh, in in many ways, I guess not. not, I was going to say it kind of remind me of the comic book Red Sun, but even that's Mm. different because Red Sun is definitely about his nurturing here on Earth. So it is different. But I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. And I liked I also liked that he lived at the end, even though I kind of thought he would. Um and I, I'm well, I wasn't entirely sure actually. I was wondering because that ship cuts him. I was wondering if there was a kryptonite aspect to it and the mother would have to wind up killing her own son. Well, we don't, and that would have been just as powerful, I think, as the ending we got. And ultimately, that's what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, the tables the table gets turned, and I like that the tables get, get turned because it, it would have been. If she had kills, if she kills him mm-hmm. or even injures him, it would have been what you were predicting, but it wouldn't show any growth from the from the boy mm-hmm. because the boy already fell for this trick with his dad. Right. Yeah. Much to his dad's yeah. chagrin. Oh yeah. God. Oh, the, I I loved it. I I I enjoyed it a lot. So um, one of the interesting little tidbit is one of the alternate endings for the movie was going to involve the little girl Mm. sort of developing her own quote unquote superpower. And I believe she was supposed to be like having like a, a metallic arm. Oh, like a prosthetic. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be her working on a metallic arm or something. And I guess they were going to like try to start building her as like the hero. Mm. Um, But really they just sort of like forget about her. Okay. He, right. He's just sort of like, he, has they a conversation did. with her, with her, and then leaves, and then we <laughs> well, never see her again. Yeah. Well, we assume she he leaves. Well, I think we did. Well, we see we see her at the end of the movie when they see when the um when they um was it the television report or 
Yeah, when, they, when they're going through the television report, there's a flash of her, like, I think, like, looking at the TV. Oh, okay, like okay. Like, you don't really, like, revisit her. Gotcha. Or anything. But yeah, I would definitely 100% want to see a sequel to this. Oh, yeah. I would like to see the, maybe give him a couple of years um, mm-hmm. and let him be a teenager mm-hmm. and then really. Flash forward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- I w- I'm interested. I hope that it, I honestly hope that it makes enough money that um, it does. This is, That's the other thing. How much do, do you know what the budget on this would, do you know, let me, don't look it up. Oh. How much do you think the movie costs? Haven't watched it. I'm not good at like movie budgets. I never know what. Ten million, five million. It cost seven million dollars. Oh, I was okay. Right right in between my two guesses. Was it six? Yeah. I knew it was like six or seven. Probably somewhere in between. But it made in its because it didn't like kill in its opening weekend um, because it was going up against. I think it was going up against Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, But I think it made like about it made its money back. Good, good. So it made like between seven and eight million dollars. So, and that's, that's just the first weekend. So, and that's the first weekend. That's at least you know you know it's turned to profit. Yeah. So, hopefully, it'll make an, enough. You know, word of mouth will be strong. It'll make a it'll, seven million is is pretty low budget, right? Seven seven million is very low budget. But it, did, it didn't feel it. Didn't feel no, like a low budget movie to me at all. all. Yeah, it felt like every all the money was up there. Yeah. So uh, I hope they do. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely go see the second one if they do it. I just want more. I just want, I want some something clever to happen, something fun and like unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to be surprised, and nothing yeah. in here really surprised me. So, uh, okay. So wait, that was uh, Christopher Goodnight's email. Yes. And then, so spe- uh, the movie tip though, we I saw another film. Oh yes. Which was the John Wick Three. John Wick Three. Parabellum. Uh, Parabellum. Which Brandon saw too. See, si, Senora. Oh my God! <laughs> Where are you, Brandon? Brandon, think of John Wick. Parabellum. I liked it. I really liked it, especially because that week leading up to it, I did, like I now that I have AMC like a list, I'm trying to watch more movies. So are you wh- getting like paid for this? No, this it's just a good service. You mentioned this. <laughs> it's a good service. And so you, and you literally pause every time. But now that I've got AMC, the A list, <laughs> I always want to call it AMC stuff, and then I remember the other. Anyway, yeah. so w- now that I have it, I decided to watch more movies. So I had never seen any John Wick movie. So like that Sunday, I decided to watch it that Friday. So that week, I watched the other ones leading up to it. Okay. So like I was really excited for it, and then it was. At first, I was like, I don't know about it, but then I just decided, why not? So I went and watched it. I really and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I also really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for asking me. Um, <laughs> I think oh, that- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Um, so uh, I didn't know if I would care about John Wick, the exactly. first one, and then it came out, and I went and saw it, and I was like, well, shoot, that was really good. Um, I'm not a big guy of like, let me go watch. Uh, dude, shoot people a bunch. Movie kind of guy. Okay. Uh, every so often, I enjoy them, um, but they have to have a little extra element to it. Like Die Hard, he's got like a personality. There's a whole, there's a story there. It's not just like let me shoot people. Uh, this is very much I'm going to shoot every person, and um, it still worked for me. I, I I felt the connection with the dog. Um, I thought the the villains in the first one were really great. Um, the villains in this movie are a little bit more cookie cutter than I would say in the first. I, honestly, I don't remember what happened in number two. Who does he fight in number two? Common. Common. That scene was great. Right. He, yeah, he fights Common. But, but he, like, he's the second villain. He's not yeah. like the main villain. Who is the main villain in number he's, two? He's it drawn was, in by a remaining contract that he has to satisfy. Oh. It was that he had um he made an agreement. He uh. I forget what they called it, but like he, he, someone helped him with his impossible task. Yeah. And in exchange, he had to. Yeah. And so he had to do something for this guy whenever he asked, and the guy came in. Finally, came in with his marker. Yeah. Um, I still cannot remember who the bad guy at the end of that was. Doesn't really matter. Um, He dies. Yeah. Yeah. The common (laughs) scene was great. I love because I I don't really pay that much attention to his acting common, but I thought he was a lot of fun. And then in this one, I think it is just as good as the other two. Mm-hmm. It's just one really six-hour-long movie at this point, right? Yes. Um, Especially because it's all in, like, 
the span of like a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I think like two weeks. It yeah. picks up directly where the last one end ended of him hobbling, yes. <laughs> hobbling away. Yes. Uh, kind of panicked, which is fun. I liked seeing that version of this character where he's like panicked and he doesn't know what to do and he doesn't really have anywhere to turn. Um, at least in the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some nice moments I thought sprinkled throughout, even though I didn't really care about a main villain. Um, like where he's fighting the two uh, brothers, two guys brothers, from the, from the, the two, two ninja the type. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what they're from? Yes. The raid. Uh, and they were just like so pleased to be fighting to the death with John Wick. Yeah. And uh, that they and that they respected all of them, respected each other. Yeah. And he so he didn't go for the kill. He, yeah, yeah. He was like, like ah, all right. And then they both kind of like, oh. <laughs> which is really funny. And, and the, I, mas- the guy from Master Chef, Master Chef. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, it's Iron Chef. It's Iron, Iron Chef. Chef. Yeah, Iron Chef. He is the, the he. That was the the bald guy that he fights. Okay. With the night with with the blade. you know and the one who's like kooky. He's like we're the same. Oh, oh, he was kind. He was almost on the verge of annoying that guy. Mm. I I liked I liked the idea of him, but his the fan when he turns into a fanboy at the end, it mm. totally comes out of the blue. Uh-huh. But because it comes out of the blue and where it does come out of the blue, yeah, I, I it worked for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was yeah. cool. And if you only know him from Iron Chef, then you're not giving him his just due. Pull up the pull up oh, his, yeah. his name. I know it's he's. Mark, I think it's in Mark. other stuff. It's it's a it's a M something. But he actually and I didn't know this. But he actually has a history in these films, in these kind of like action films. Oh. Yeah, he's like a – he might – I don't know if he's an actual like samurai or something, but he does a lot of like knife tricks and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's like renowned in, in like if you look at his IMDb. Oh, like, no for, idea. For being in a lot of action movies. I didn't even know that. Hmm. You know what I mean? And they were definitely like B-level movies yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, which, you know, he probably – Stop getting cast in. Thus, he moves on to Iron Chef. But um, his name's Mark DeCascos. Yeah, Mark DeCascos. DeCascos. Um, oh, I know that name. But he, yeah, he's done. He's done a lot of great stuff. He did. Uh, he was in Drive. He was in um, Only the Strong. Um, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh, wow! I haven't he, seen that in a long time. He's been. He's been in. A, he was in, in Hawaii Five O. Well, all right, yeah, okay. He actually, <laughs> he gonna go Hawaii Five O. Well, nobody's checking him saying, for Hawaii Five O. I'm just saying he was in something people know about. He was on the episode. <laughs> Be quiet, <laughs> Brandon. Who invited you? Um, he, he, like I said, he was in B level stuff, uh-huh. but his IMDb is full of this stuff. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, I know. I did. So then, you know, after I heard this, I heard it on a podcast actually on the um, Slash Film Podcast. Ah. When they were reviewing the movie, so I went on YouTube and checked him out. Boy, guy, he he got he got cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got Have cred. You, is the crow? Is that something that would be known? Crow is it's no. He but he was in Crow Stairway to oh. Heaven. It's, yeah, yeah. So not you know. Yeah, not the crow everybody knows. Um, not the good crow. Not the good crow. So um, yeah, man. I um, I liked. I loved it. I'll tell you what though. Halle Berry. How remember that song? Halle Berry's. Um, I don't like her at all. I uh, am disappointed every time she shows up in a movie. And she was amazing in this. Yes. I, w- I was sad that she was like, peace. I'm going to drop peace you off out. in the desert. I'm going to drink this water. Later. Spit it back in no, the you can get my, my bag wash. Spurt. Um, I, wanted, I thought she was going to be in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that she only... And maybe that's even better because I was left wanting more. Like I want more Halle Berry mm-hmm. from this franchise right. and her two dogs. Yes. Yo. Yes. I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were we gonna say? Um. Well, I was gonna say Halle Berry. Harry I was gonna say Halle Berry because especially she's badass. Yeah. But she's even more bad. I'm like she's badass in the movie, right? Yeah. But you know, if she's gonna be in this movie. She's gonna be badass, right? Yeah, and you know she's gonna be badass because you've seen the trailer. Because she's badass in the in the trailer. Yeah, but she's even more badass because it's her, just like Keanu Reeves did the work. Yeah, did like the you months and it. months of training. Yeah, it's not like, and that's the great thing about the John Wick movies. They're not like you know, it's not a great fight that has been edited together. Yeah. It's a fight is a great fight that's been shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we'll be over here with the cameras. You guys go over there 
and fight. And fight. Yes, which and, is and my favorite kind of like, it's choreographed. It, it, it's yeah. all choreographed, but it still just comes off so seamlessly yes. great. And it's it's Halle Berry in every one of those scenes, mm-hmm. you know, just just killing it. Mm-hmm. And and you got to remember, she, Keanu Reeves, and Mark DeCaco, the 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 Costco's. They're both fit. They're all over 50. Yeah. Crazy. Oh. Doing work. Yeah. Doing work, son. Keanu Reeves is 54 years old. <laughs> Halle Berry's probably close to the same. Both same with yeah. Mark. And they were doing work. Work. I don't want to I don't want to be gross, but she looks the she's better than she's ever looked. Oh, she's a good-looking woman. Yeah. I'm not going to say she looks better than she ever looked. Oh, I'm, 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 I think she's looks I'm really analogy right now. I got Master Ball on repeat. Oh, Master Ball. Man, I feel good. I'm all right. You're good. But um, yeah, but no, she was doing... She did She did mad work in that movie, man. Uh, I I like. I, I liked it. There, there were some aspects of it that were like a little corny. Like the... The, the adjudicator. adjudicator. I liked her. How did they not murder her? Boom! A yeah. bullet to the head. Yeah. This whole I, was, I thought for sure someone was just going to be like, whoops, slipped. Because there, <laughs> there was enough of a target to yeah. get a lot of head. Yeah. <laughs> um, the adjudicator. She was so she was an annoying character. I loved her. Yeah. You did? Yeah. yeah you would. I, I, I didn't I didn't dig her. I love my man Lance Riddick. I can see that. That was Riddick great. He got everything. some work to do, too. Yeah, he got work. Yeah. I, when when, they, when they, they start storming the, um, what's the name of the hotel? The Costa... The, Continental. Yes. Continental. When they start storming the Continental and they're all suited up, and they're like, "Oh, our regular bullets don't work anymore." <laughs> yeah, you I see have him coming walking you. back, yeah. all annoyed, like, "Shit, I got something for that." Man. Yeah, what? yeah. What? What? But I really, I really like that um, they would have to shoot them like four or five times, then go shoot someone else, and then come back and shoot them again, then take their helmet, you know, kind or of shoot pop them in the neck, they or shoot them in the to, neck, yeah. or pop open their uh, visors yeah. and shoot them in the face. Um, it just uh, they really amped up everything from the first two movies yes. in this one and I thought it was just so much fun to watch right. and it still it still gets me to react like ooh ah mm-hmm. ooh, da- ooh damn yeah it's visceral you yeah. know what I mean it, fe- it it feels substantial the hits yeah. and every and everything that's going on which is impressive because for me watching a a movie that's so hyper violent like you think shoot 'em up right right um shoot 'em up I was just bored the entire time because there's no ups and downs it's always just blam 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 and after a while i get tired of blam 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 but for there's something about these movies and the way they're choreographed and shot that it still gets me it still hits me in a visceral level and there's a sword fight on horses (laughs) and on motorcycles yeah yeah. horse and a motorcycle yeah yeah oh that was killer ridiculous that that one was starting to i was like all right guys wasn't that like the beginning of the movie it's it was like the, the halfway it's, point. It's, yeah, it's about yeah, Because yeah. he's on it's his before. way. He's he's back from the desert. No, Wasn't that was before it? he went to the desert. I'm pretty sure it was like in this. It was in the city. To the desert. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, because he's on his way to see Angelica Houston. What? He's on his the way director. to see the director. Oh, Angelica Houston. Oh, 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 oh. To yeah. to get uh, to get out. Get oh, past I guess you're job. right. I thought for some reason that was after that. Um Speaking of, I was just thinking you were talking about visceral fights. Um, I didn't realize, and I guess I should have, that the one guy in the beginning, the first guy he kills, is a, F- a Philadelphia um, 76er. Baron, um, not not Baron, um, what's his name? Um, what's his name? B, it's a, it's a B. Find it. It's a B. Uh, Barry ain't got no neck is his name. That was brutal. The whole theater no. groaned when he... Uh, oh, when he curved him on the book? Oh. Yeah. That was great. Yes. Yes, that was beastly. <laughs> Barry man. got no neck. Boban, Boban, Boban Marjanovic. Uh, yeah, Marjanovic. Yeah, he's a Philadelphia 76. That, the whole theater felt it. Oh, yeah. And it I, was like in the first 10 minutes of the movie. And plus, you probably saw it at a Philly theater, so maybe. That's, oh, maybe they all. Oh, I had no idea who this guy was. Right. But maybe everyone else was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Um, but yeah, man, this was a fun, fun movie. I'm on board for John Wick 4. That being said, I didn't. I didn't buy the the turn at the end. No, I thought it was a I thought it was a, like a ruse. I thought, so did I. Yeah, I think it was on Me purpose. Too. I was like, oh, he did that. He knew that somehow uh, Wick would be okay, but 
There's nothing to imply or nothing to back that up. There's nothing that supports that, right? He gets like taken away by um, one of the henchmen of uh, of Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, wait, did he do that on purpose? He really just turned on him? Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't, didn't buy it. It didn't feel right. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't buy it. I don't think it was. I think he, I think he knew. You think it's part of a ploy? Yeah. Plus, he purposely shot him in an alley, and I think he knows that there, that those homeless people are in the alleys. So. Yeah, I thought he was going to land on something specific, like a, like in a dumpster. Or, we didn't say like, spoiler alert. I, oh, well, well. Wait, well, well, I'll put it on there. But I, I, there, there are people that say that. He shot him knowing that uh, he would live because he's John Wick. Right. And, and he knows John Wick, right? That's not I enough would, for me. But I would buy that only if, and it seems weird, but only if he falls uh, more directly to the ground. You know what I mean? Or hits something directly below it. You know what I mean? The 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 fact that he bounces like about four or five times. You can't plan that. Yeah, that 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 don't. You can't shoot somebody knowing that they're going to ricochet like four yeah, times. Yeah. So I I don't I don't buy that. Yeah, and, that's, and, But him turning on him like that didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. Like I, I realize it. it's a world of assassins and everyone's out to get everyone else, like at the drop of a hat. But there's something about their relationship and the way they had built it up throughout these movies that it just felt wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and in, and in the logic of the of this movie alone, he had multiple opportunities to have done that. Yeah. And, and knowing that he kills John John Wick, it's all over. It's all over. Yeah. 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 All right, you can have the Continental back. Yeah. Thanks. So it doesn't. It doesn't even make sense logically in that. So th- that's the only part of it. It's like, uh... yeah, I definitely don't think it should end here. It won't. Yeah. They're definitely. They're... Well, I, I started seeing things before I'd seen the movie. I had started seeing headlines like, um, Keanu Reeves um, says he'll do more if they want to do more. You know what I mean? But that makes it sound like, oh, they came up with a definite end to this story. But if people are still clamoring for the more wickening, he'll come. He'll climb back in the saddle. The, the, the end of this movie is though, like, well, it's a, it's kind of it's not a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but it's almost one. Right. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised, especially since the the, uh, the next one is coming out next May. They're, oh, okay. They're already said it's coming out next May. Same day as Akira. I wouldn't. What? Yeah, it's coming out the same date as Akira. Akira. Yeah. They're making a live action. Akira. Oh, you didn't know and that. And they're gonna do it. In a year. That's what I said. <laughs> no. Yes. I would. As of right now, Taika Waititi's um, Akira is confirmed for for, tw- for for May of 2021. Yeah. Yes, and it hasn't gone into production that's, yet. That's two years. That's two years, though, guys. Right? I was yeah, like, that's two years. I, I, I paused because I was like, 2021 is, is next year. We're in 2019, Len. We're in 2019, Len. We're in 2019, Brandon. Right. That's not God damn it, years. Brandon. That's two years, Brandon. It's 2019. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, Brandon. <laughs> For a sec, you guys actually had me. I was like, I guess I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw me. I was looking at my wrist, which has no watch on it. And if it did have a watch, it certainly doesn't have the year on it. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting there going, wait, no, this that's two years from now, you guys. <laughs> All right, so good. All right, two years makes more sense. Okay, well, th- well wait a minute. So then, so then is John Wick in two years? Check it out. When, <laughs> what does it say on IMDb? John Wick is the same day as so as we'll Akira. Look up. Yeah, great. Oh, that's a bummer. I don't. I, I mean, mean, that's a good one weekend. of them will I'm probably be moved. Some... Yeah, May twenty first, twenty twenty. You don't want to put those movies up against okay. each other. You want everyone because people question, are going to go see both of those movies. The question is, this, I've seen this come up a lot. Which one do you think would do better if they go up against each other? Oh, that's rough. Because I've seen a lot of people think John Wick. I think Which it would I be John with. Wick because Akira does not have. I mean, he's got three movies under his belt now. Right. Akira will be big to the nerd community, but I'm not, you know, I would have thought that Ghost in the Shell would have done better than it did. Not me. How much yeah. did it do? Because it, I, didn't, I, didn't think that be, um, I didn't think Ghost in the Shell would do better because the casting on Joe's... Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Battle Angel Alita is what I meant to say. Because mm. mm. just, just looking at the trailer of it, because and that, that's what's going to happen with Akira. Well, it, I think it's... it's if you're going on right now, you're going to say John Wick is going to do better. But it all depends on what that trailer looks like. Yeah. Because I think 
Akira even more than see. Akira has more name recognition. Does it? Then the Battle Elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess, but more, not man. not to not to the people at large. No, I, think, I do think the I people think at so. large. I think yeah. It, yeah. because you got to remember when Akira when the when the the anime hit mm. that was an like an art house movie, mm. and uh, and it was a hit in the art house. Okay. So there were nerds that were going to see it, but there were some people that would just regularly go to the Ritz. It was like, oh, it's a nice little animated movie. It's like, oh, it's an interesting tale. You know, yeah. and it's, it's it's more thoughtful than just some big dumb cartoon. Well, I mean, I know all of this, yes. But... You know, so it, it was a hit. So it, I think because of that, it has way more name recognition than over Alita. the years. Than, like, it's still going to depend on the casting in and the, the trailer. trailer, yeah. But if if the casting, if the casting gets it over, like people are like feeling the casting, then people the momentum will start building for mm. the movie. And then if the trailer hits, it'll blow it'll blow John Wick out of the water. Okay. Once the, uh, the casting will say whether or not John Wick moves or not. Hmm. Um, I'm certainly excited for both. Me too. Uh, but here's battle, the, no, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was gonna say that just Battle Angel Alita and I think even the other one, Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. have proved that you can at least digitally do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Here's my thing. We're both excited for Akira. Yeah. Live action remake of an animated classic. Yes. Then why are we giving Disney crap for doing live at action remakes of animated classics? Because they're about well, no, they're not. I was thinking I'm thinking of things like Lion King. It's like I'm just watching another animated movie. It's animated in a different way. Okay, but that's Lion King, that's yeah. Jungle Book. Yeah. But that's not Aladdin, that's not Beauty and the Beast, that's not Cinderella. Yeah. I think it's maybe that you guys are more excited for a grown-up... Like, like Akira is more Akira's a grown-up. Akira's an adult film. Right. Animated or not, that's an adult film dealing with adult themes that are far more interesting to me than the stories of my youth being retold in a new format. Those old Disney movies are for children. Okay, but 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 then wouldn't that same argument hold for, you know, the comic book tales of your youth, which you have seen animated, now being done live action? I would not say that um, the Avengers is a is a children's movie. It's not the Lion King. It's not a children's movie, but it's those these movies. These, the Lion King would not matter to me if it just came out. It was beloved to me when I was a child. I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But if that if that movie came out now, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I don't think... I Just think like, with... Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I, I think with JD in particular, because I don't know about when, but I think with JD, I think it's that... It's not so much that it's a live-action remake. It's just he's not interested in a, in a kid's movie anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I had to get taken to go see Finding Nemo. I saw that and I was like, oh, okay, it's talking fish. I don't care about this. And then I had to go see it for one reason or another. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is wonderful. I loved it. Okay. But, but it, I, it didn't strike my fancy. But that, but okay, that's you. But I'm talking about the world at large, you know. Are they poo pooing this? I, I thought they well, were they making all the money. They, they poo poo the idea of Disney remaking their animated classics, hmm. you know, because they're, they, they, they have no reason to exist. Why you do that? Why you right, just go to right. the original? That's certainly been the argument against Aladdin, Dumbo. It was a, it was an argument against that Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. You know, it's been an argument against all of them. Do you even, not think, even the Lion King that's coming up? Well, do do you not think that that is a a a, um, a larger problem? I don't think it's just Disney recreating remaking their movies. I think anytime a movie is remade everyone comes out of the woodwork to be like, oh, how come you can't make anything original? You're just remaking all the other stuff. I see I see that time and time again, and I'm not entirely sure it's just about Disney. I think it's people complain about it any time a movie gets remade. Uh, I don't think it's on, on every movie being remade. I think it's a matter of 
the movie that's being remade um, and the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Because, case in point, Star is Born, which they recently just did. Yeah, yeah. You know, with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. Um, that movie has been made four times. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it's a different star is born for every generation. Mm -hmm. But you can argue, why are you remaking it? Right. You know? Um, That's not a one-to-one comparison, though. Those are different remakes. Those are different stories each time with the similar beats. But it's not the movie being remade. Okay. Right? They're they're uh, re-touching on a theme. Okay. Not... A remake. Well, or I guess the the Bradley Cooper one is it's it's a lot of the same beats yeah. and, and and some of the same stories. Maybe the trapping changed a little bit, yeah. but I see what you're saying. It's not a one to one type of thing. But my big my big thing in so much here, just wanting to keep it from the live action to animation, is that and maybe it wasn't in these circles. Maybe it wasn't in this room. Maybe it wasn't here at the complex but i have certainly been in spaces Mm. where people have argued about the necessity of disney doing these remakes and i'm just wondering why why i'm not i have not heard a similar cry about akira Mm. or I didn't even hear a, a, a similar cry about ghost in the shell until you heard scarjo until scarjo yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, and it's it's just as animated. Yeah. Because instead of just being drawn in you know, cells, it's CG. Akira's going to be top to bottom CG, except for maybe the actors. Right. And right. even then, when, you know, Tetsuo... Is it Tetsuo? I always get them confused. Uh, Kaneda and Tetsuo... Uh, all I can think is, all I can hear is them yelling each other's name to each other. Uh, but he becomes a giant, like, amorphous blob. Right. So that's going to be all CG, too. So it's, yeah, it's really just going from one animation to another animation, a la Lion King or The Jungle Book. So I see what you're saying. Um, I don't care either way. Okay. Um, I just so you, don't. So you actually would not, don't have a problem with Disney no, doing live action? No, I don't action. care that they're remaking them. I just don't care that they're remaking them. <laughs> Right? I, got I just you. don't care. I got you. I got you. As okay. opposed to this one, I'm like, oh, I love Akira. I'm going to see that. I'm going to check it out. Right. Cool. I hope it's good. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm nervous, but I want to see it. So Brandon, don't... do you have anything to. No. Any, any answer to that? Because I haven't question? seen Akira, so. Well, I'm Disney. I don't mind the Disney remake. Like, um, I was driving home with my cousins one day, and one of them said she really wanted to see Dumbo. And I was like, well, why don't you just watch the movie? She's like, oh, I don't like cartoons. So to me, that that's our answer right there is that kids these that days. That frustrates me. <laughs> but I, I've been telling people left to right, the, kid, the kids don't, they don't want to see the, the 2D animation uh, anymore. That drives me nuts. Yeah. No matter how beautiful it may look, mm-hmm. they don't want to see. You know why? Because in their mind, that's TV. Yeah. That's so dumb. Let me ask you this. No one has an answer to this, but do you think they'll ever redo Miyazaki films? Like a like a live action a live Spirited action? Away, live action Princess Mononoke. I had heard actually at one time one of them was people were looking yeah. into it, but um, I think the Miyazaki fans would have a fucking fit. I think I think his his company would not yeah. go for it. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. It's just, it's a, you know, it makes me think of it because you were talking about kids not liking two D animation, and those movies are the most beautiful things you could find. Now, redoing them as CG, maybe, maybe, maybe another ten years. Okay, I can see like taking one of his earliest ones. What's that? Um, what's the flying? What's the, the How's Flying Howl's, Castle? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see maybe trying like like one of the lesser ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like just quote unquote tip. lesser. Yeah, but anyway, I'm just curious. Um, was was that? Uh, oh, and oh, real quick before we jet though, I did catch a hold of the perfection oh, on yeah, you Netflix starring um Logan Browning and Phoebe Waller-Bridge 
No. no that's all I know. No, from Girls. When you girls. pointed me, that's, oh, Allison Williams. Allison Williams, thank you. So this is a movie on the Netflix. And I saw Logan Browning, and I said, oh, I'll watch this. And then I saw Allison Williams, and I said, oh, I guess I'll watch this. And um, <laughs> Logan Browning, famously known from? Uh, Dear White People. Yes. And uh, I did this thing. I don't like trailers very much. So if I'm already interested in the cast that is in this movie. Don't need to see the trailer. But Netflix does an infuriating thing that mm-hmm. drives me up a batty wall is that it uh, will just automatically start playing the trailer as soon as you land on the option to, yes. to watch it, which sucks if I'm like, I want to look at my phone for a minute mm-hmm. and I just want to, tr- I, I go to a thing just to let it sit and then it starts talking at me. Anyway, it drives me nuts. <laughs> so I started watching the trailer for this and... It presented itself as this kind of movie, a specific genre. And I said, oh, okay, I'm interested in the three seconds that I've just seen. I was going to watch it anyway. Play. Here we go. Before I get any further into this trailer, I'm pressing play. And I started watching it, and this movie is bonkers. Really? It's so weird. Um, It's so interesting. It's trying to do a couple of different things at the same time. I'm not sure if it succeeded. I don't know if I hated this movie or if I loved it. And I don't think either of you have seen it. No, I have not. I kind of want you to see it so that we could talk about it because I have no one to talk to about this movie. But literally, Sushan and I... Th- what's the 30-second pitch on it? On the uh, the, the, uh, okay, so um, uh, Allison Williams yep. was part of this musical academy, this very prestigious, very exclusive um, musical academy. She was a master celloist. Mm-hmm. Che- cellist? Celloist? Cellist. Cellist. And she wound up, her, her mother got sick, so she had to leave this institute um, and go take care of her mother for over 10 years she was dying. So she made that sacrifice and left. And then her mother finally passes away, so she calls up Stephen Weber, who was the head of this, you know, oh. I think he was from Wings. Yes. Yeah. And uh, says, hey, remember me? My mom finally passed away and I'd love to come visit and see. So in the, in the interim... Uh, Logan Browning is the new hotness. Hotness, yes, thank you. Um, she's got, you know, she's world renowned. She's like one of the world's best cellists. She's got albums. She's very famous, and um, that's where I'll leave you. Okay, okay. Uh, and it is, we, it's like three genres of film in one movie. Okay, what are they? I'm not gonna say. Don't That's a spoiler. Say, don't even want to say to John. Oh, you're not going to... Brandon, don't watch it. Yeah. It's not it, for Brandon. Len, watch it. You should at least say it's a thriller. It's a... Sure. I mean, I'm looking there at Netflix's... Are, I was thrilled. Their genres. It says thriller. Great. So, uh, I didn't even want to say that, but yeah. So, definitely watch it, Len. Uh, and anybody else out there, if you've already watched The Perfection, please uh, email me at coltpopgo at gmail.com because I am dying to talk about this with somebody. All right. I will watch it for next week. Nice. And I'm going to give you some homework for next week. Oh, I love homework. And it's also on Netflix. Okay, good. It's easy. Uh, it, it is a movie produced by Spike Lee. It's a time uh, travel see movie. See you yesterday. Yes. I started it last night. There you go. I'm already halfway done my homework. All right, cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes, uh, that is a very cool movie about mm-hmm. um, a couple of high school kids going back in time, trying to kind of go back in time, trying to right a wrong. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, I got, I got. I'll tell you in a little. Yeah, but I, I got halfway through it. Brandon, what's Brandon's homework? Everyone watch Barry. Oh, Barry, the TV show Barry. Is that is it on Netflix? On it's on HBO. Oh, it's on HBO. Each episode's only half an hour, eight episodes a season. Short. Uh, so that is about a hitman who decides he wants to be an actor. Be an actor. Yes. Starring Henry Winkler and that guy who plays Barry from SNL. <laughs> I was about to say, star. Bill, yeah, stars Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Thank you. Yeah. The star is not Henry Winkler. He's definitely the co-star. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's in not it. the star. Well, I'm gonna watch some old Fonz. No, it's not. The, it's not. The, it's know. pretty good, though. I I agree with Brandon. It's pretty funny. Yeah, watch watch Barry on HBO. Actually, I don't know if it is that funny. You it's, it's a so dry far it's just humor. yeah. So far it's just kind of it gets hilarious. Okay, good. I mean, it's still it still has real heavy moments. Yeah, but it also has very very funny moments. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. I would say. 
Very dark. Um, it's it's actually interesting. I I haven't gotten that far into the into the the series yet, but I've seen like you know clips of it, and it's it's very cool. If you're a fan of Gotham, the TV show Gotham. Nope. If to see the actor, and I don't know his name, but you'll know him when you see him, who plays uh, Zaz. Yes. On, oh, is he the bald guy? Right. Yeah, he's, yeah. On, on Gotham. But he's in Barry, mm-hmm. and he's a totally different character. It really is kind of like it threw me for a loop. Yeah, because like I think I caught it like like in the middle of one of the episodes, and he was on. And I was like, oh, "This is not Gotham." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, they're very similar in that like they're both both his character in Barry and in Gotham are they're both very like eccentric. Yes, characters. that's true. Yes. It's real great. That's yeah. that. I will agree. Well, if you know the the actor, he can't be anybody but eccentric. <laughs> yeah, like because I'm sorry, he has a look that does just not play. Well, he has alopecia, so yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say. So you you hinted at it. So no, I didn't. Okay. I just said he has a look. He has a look that doesn't play for you know just you know uh, 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 the bagger at at the Walmart. <laughs> I couldn't come up with like a bagger at the Walmart. Ah, that coveted that coveted Hollywood role. Bagger at Walmart. Bagger number, number two. one. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. No. Gutter talk. Um uh, thank you for joining us, Brandon. Thank you for having me, everyone. You're so welcome. Uh, you can email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com or Blacktribbles at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at coldpopgo.com. And, uh, oh, you can go to the Patreon, Patreon slash Johnny Destructo if you want to help us out. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk at you later. Da-da-da!